Hi, everyone. We are live. It is Thursday. It's time for our broadcast, the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. My name is Sebastian Richard. And I'm Elizabeth Richard. And we're so happy you could join us tonight for another, hopefully, powerful teaching. Uh, and tonight's subject is going to be Thanksgiving. Why? Well, we're in Canada. And Thanksgiving in Canada, this weekend. it's it's this weekend, this coming weekend. So for us, it's in October. I know for our American friends, it's in November. So consider it uh, like a, an early uh, Thanksgiving uh, teaching. And uh, we just felt we needed to teach about this because um, it's so important for believers, I believe, uh, to understand the importance and just how crucial crucial it is to our walk with God to have a thankful heart. And it goes much deeper than just making the Father smile. There's a lot of ramifications that are tied into our, our thanksgiving and our thankful heart uh, that have a positive, great, impactful um, harvest on our lives. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we're going to get delve into tonight. And we're hoping that this is going to bless you. Absolutely. This is a topic that, you know, we learned, we want to share with you guys that we uh, learned the hard way, basically, you know, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of believers think, well, you know, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for everything that God does for me. But there's a lot more that um, that is implicated. And there's a, a lot more that the Lord uh, requires, requires of us uh, to really transform our hearts to uh, to experience his harvest and his uh, blessings, um, you know he loves a grateful heart. And sometimes, depending on the situation that you're living, um, you know sometimes things are rough. You know we have all kinds of ups and downs in life. It's sometimes very difficult to find something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to really enjoy this uh, teaching tonight. So and don't forget to share the broadcast. Absolutely. And Liz, it's funny because you you said we've come a long way. And it's true. I mean, we yeah. used to be cynical. Uh, you know, we were Christians, but we were cynical because we were plagued with all kinds of, uh, some would call it bad luck. But now looking back, we know that these were attacks of the enemy. Yeah. And uh, and we were just cynical people. I was very negative. Um, my words were negative. Uh, of course, I was thankful when good things happened. But the rest of the time, I just wasn't thankful. I just wasn't thankful for God's little mercies, as they as they're called. And we were at some point in our lives, it was so bad. Uh, I remember, was it Jesus? Uh, or maybe fifteen years ago, in our home, we had this uh, this plaque that we had bought. And it, I say <laughs> this, I say this to our shame. Okay, I'm not saying <laughs> don't do this, don't, don't do don't do this at all. But we had this plaque on our wall. We found we found it funny. We were on a trip uh, in the in the U.S. Um, I think it's Plattsburgh. What was it? Anyway, somewhere. We saw this plaque and we thought it. it was humorous and it said on the plaque, it was a nice wooden plaque and it said, good morning, dot, 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 let the stress begin. And we put this on our wall thinking it was so amusing because we had such a stressful life. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's just like our <laughs> lives. Don't you find that funny? Yeah. But lo and behold, I think our lives got bad and worse after that. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, it, it was just even my mother, who was not a, a, a born again believer. She was a, a believer. She was a, a Catholic. She, when she saw that plaque, she was like, Sebastian, something mm -hmm. just 
It doesn't, that plaque, it, it makes me uncomfortable. You should take it off your wall. I think this might just bring bad luck. You, don't you find you have enough bad luck? And we had a lot. Yeah, and all kinds of things were happening. That's why oh, she man. kind of, you know, she, she was looking at all I was trying to make light of it with that plaque, but yeah. she was like, get that off your wall. It's just, it's not going to help the situation. <laughs> you know, the kind of thing that, you know, like, your car breaks down and you have you just put a ton of money on it then a tree breaks tree, in tree your yard fell, tree fell in our backyard uh the trash bins caught on fire uh man there were so many things i forget i mean I, at some point we had counted like there were seven all in once and we got uh, uh thieves broke in our house mm -hmm. and stole everything from us uh what, what else the garbage happened? bins lit garbage on fire. bins lit on fire all uh, kinds of stuff happened it was insanity that year <laughs> anyway so, so we, yeah, lessons yeah, so learned, she right? was his mother was sitting at the table and she's kind of like she glanced at that plaque and she's like, like, no, can you tell me why the heck you have that on your wall? And, you know, like you go to these places, these little country style places these trinket shops trinket, in, in the U.S. Shops. and they have those, you know, it's, it's country style. And it's super cute for the kitchen. And you've seen all kinds of different ones, even in the Christian stores, they'll have different ones that are humorous. But you really have to look at what you're you're visualizing Cause, cause every day exactly because right? you're seeing it every day you're like you, sometimes we we buy fridge magnets and they, they can be funny but you always think yeah. about the, the meaning of what you're posting in your house and make sure it's something that aligns with god's word <laughs> because if it doesn't it could just you know rem, like uh, twist your mindset and mm -hmm. uh affect your your outlook on yeah life. so so basically what it does is it it folk it makes you focus and vi visualize on something that you're agreeing to so you're in agreement with in our case was yes we are stressed we have a stressful life all kinds of things happen to us and we are in agreement with that exactly. basically that's what we're saying so yeah. we laugh about it and we go haha you know let the stress begin what else is going to happen today <laughs> blah 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 and we yeah. we kind of all talk like that and guess what in the past things did right? happen like they just kept happening all kinds of and bad so stuff. if you're uh, a negative person um you know if you're a person that tends to you know visual like everything you see in the visual realm uh in the physical realm that you live in you tend to comment a lot on that and you can't tend to state it as a fact all the time then that will manifest that will also stay in your life that mm -hmm. will stay present in your life and basically when we you know pray to god and ask him to uh, deliver us from certain things or to to help us with a certain thing well when you you go and confirm that afterwards and say you know this always happens to me or why does this always happen you, to it me? becomes your confession you you end up undoing those prayers you end up yeah. saying i don't have faith and i don't believe that the lord is going to answer this right now i'm just focused on the physical on my present situation and so it's very difficult sometimes but it's really important to watch our words and that's why we're going to talk about thanksgiving because that was something that we really had to learn was to really be thankful and to have a, a grateful and a thankful heart no matter what we were going through no matter what we saw in the physical realm no matter what was going on we always had to hold on to those prayers and to those uh, different things that we were grateful for the small things and and you know bigger things would start happening in our lives that Amen. would be really uh, and, a and, blessing and you're going to see there's stories that we're going to share today that are, that are really extreme on just 
how important it is to be thankful in all circumstances, like Elizabeth said. And uh, mm -hmm. some some stories we're going to share, you're going to be like, well, my circumstances aren't that bad, so I guess I can be thankful. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to look at the power of Thanksgiving because there's great power, like I mentioned, behind Thanksgiving. Number one, praise and Thanksgiving activates the favor of our King, our Lord and King. And here's how this works. First of all, I'm going to share with you this, verse, this wonderful verse in Psalm 100, verse 4. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. See, thanksgiving and praise, they go hand in hand. And in a kingdom, okay, we live in a kingdom. Uh, whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you realize it or not, whether you understand it or not, you are a kingdom citizen. As soon as you become born again, uh, the term born again also means born from above and from above meaning the kingdom of heaven. So now you are born anew. And since you're born anew, you're born in this new realm, this new kingdom under new, that, that has new rules, new uh, new realities, a new king, a new ruler. So all this applies to you as a believer. So in the kingdom, the citizens, when they present themselves before the king, they must always show themselves with thanksgiving and praise for the king and ideally a gift. It's a customary. Uh, we saw, uh, was it last week, Liz? We saw how the queen of Sheba was very smart. She presented herself in front of Solomon. She had brought everything that she could possibly bring. And she also praised the king because she's, she, 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 she wanted to hear his wisdom. She asked him question. So the king was flattered. The king was being praised and thanked by the queen of Sheba. Therefore, she left Solomon with more than she had brought. So it was, it really played well in her favor. Yeah. So this is why in olden times, when a citizen, a citizen came before a king, the first words that came out of their mouths was, thanks to the king and praise to the king. Why? Because back then the citizen understood very, very well that the king was the main provider for everything good in the land. So citizen understanding that was like, it's in my best interest to praise and thank the king for everything that he's providing in our land. So, for example, a, king, a, a citizen would show up in front of a king and, and be like, oh, king, live forever. That's a term that was used by citizens back, back then. And they would uh, go into praising the king. Your glory is unsurpassed and I'm forever in your debt, oh, king. Such language was not uncommon. And of course, the one that we probably all know, long live the king, wishing the king long life and praising him. So back then, the citizens, when they entered the court, they did so with thanksgiving and praise. So that's what the, the, the psalmist uh, said, and I think it's David, actually. I'm not sure, but I think it's David, Psalm 100. So it, it says to enter his court, speaking of God, who is the king of kings, with thanksgiving and praise, because it's in our best interest. So the first thing you need to know when you enter the courts of God, the courts of heaven, with thanksgiving and praise why do you do it? Number one, well, it's the right thing to do. 
He is God. All praise belongs to him. All thanks belongs to him. He's the one who gives us the breath in our lungs, who made us alive. He's the one who provided everything. What do you have that you have not received? And what you have received, you received it from God Almighty. So that's the first reason why praising and thanking the king, the king is a really, really good idea. Now, secondly, back then, when citizens presented themselves before the king, they often had a request for the king. They didn't just show up and say, oh, oh king, live forever. You're awesome. You're awesome. Okay, I'm just going to go home now. No, they, <laughs> they showed up. They did all this because in the end, they kind of had a problem they wanted to address, a favor they needed to ask. So it was customary to do that, to activate, this is very important, to activate the king's favor. And I think this is very, very important here. God is also uh, in his kingdom, in his kingdom economy, is also functioning that way. And uh, so when we praise him, when we thank him, what does it do? It activates his favor. Very simple yes. equation, really. Liz, we have kids, right? Mm -hmm. And when <laughs> our kids, they don't, they, they don't, we have three kids, but they don't, they don't always do that. But when no. they do, when they come to us, say, Mommy, you're so awesome. Thank you for the dessert you made. Daddy, thank you so much for fixing my bike. Thank you so much for everything you do for me. I love day. when you do this. I love when you do that. I love what you do for <laughs> me, dear mommy. So when the kids do that with us, what does it do? Well, it does the same thing that it does with God. It activates within us, within our hearts, towards our children, favor. So in other words... If your kid takes the time to thank you because you folded their clothes, what's it going to do? You're going to be like, next time you're folding their clothes, you're going to maybe smile this time. You know, maybe first time you weren't smiling. Now you're kind of like going to think back and say, oh, my little Marissa thanked me for folding clothes. I'm going to be smiling now. You're, you're, more, you're doing it more with a, uh, it, basically it activates favor. So in other words, you want to yes. replicate the thing that the child Thank you for smart, isn't it? It works. It and, does. And out of all your children, you will also recognize the one that thanks you the most. You will favor, <laughs> favor. And that doesn't mean they'll be your favorite in love, but it'll be, you'll, you'll be probably recompensing more the yeah. one that is more thankful for what you do for them. That is just the natural order of things. And God is a, a God of natural order. And <laughs> <laughs> he, he does recompense us with favor when we're more thankful. Uh, so, so the king back then, when, when, when he was being uh, praised and thanked by the citizen, well, it would activate the favor of the king. So when the citizen at the end of his long praise, long-winded praise, would be like, oh, and king, uh, someone has mistreated my, uh, my sheep and they stole a sheep from me, or they did this, or the king would be a lot more inclined to offer help and recompense and uh, to, to, to offer that kind of, um, what do we call it? Well, favor, favor for the citizen, okay? And our king is the king, the king of kings, the lord of lords, and the best father you could hope for. So obviously, obviously, his his father's heart is touched when we show him genuine thankfulness and praise, and he just 
he, he already, even when we don't, he wants to shower us with love and favor. But when we do, it's even, it's even it gets even better. So yeah. the Psalm 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen. So what else can we do as kingdom citizens when it comes to Thanksgiving? Well, here's what Thanksgiving, the power of Thanksgiving. The second point is this. Thanksgiving keeps your words in kingdom alignment. And that's what Liz was getting at earlier. So important to note and to understand that when you're in a thankful mode, when you're thanking God, you're positive. You're never negative. You cannot thank God and be negative at the yeah. same time. It doesn't work. So it eliminates your negative speech. It eliminates negative thoughts. It does a cleansing in your mindset, in your heart set, in your perception, in your perspective. And it, it it's just so positive. It keeps you in kingdom alignment because yeah. in, in heaven, everything's positive. Mm -hmm. I mean, God never loses. God always wins. Everything's positive. Everything is rigged in, in, in heaven's favor. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, a lot of people um, will also understand it as a mindset, right? So when we talk, that's a, a popular term. So when you talk about the king's mindset, Jesus's mindset, how he thinks, how we're supposed to remain in uh, a mindset of faith. So the minute that you go into a negative mindset, um, unfortunately, that's taking you out of faith mode. And so if we are to stay in faith and believe, then we have to stay in positive. We have mm -hmm. to stay in thanksgiving. And that's where it gets tricky. That's where sometimes it could get difficult, depending on the circumstance that you're going through. And the devil loves to remind you of those circumstances. Yeah, he loves to create and, them too. <laughs> and he, you know, he'll make little things happen once in a while to kind of make you more angry or to remind you of that situation. And so that's where it gets really tough. And that's where you have to rebuke him and stop him in his, in his tracks mm -hmm. every time he gives you those negative thoughts so that you stay in Thanksgiving, you, you stay in faith mode, you stay in, in having that uh, gratitude, that heart of gratitude so that you can stay positive because that's when the Lord can speak to you. Mm -hmm. So when you're negative and you're down and you're kind of like always just looking at the black side of things, it's very difficult for the, the heavenly father to communicate with you, to, to speak to you in that way. And think of it like, you know, even your kids, like some of you that have kids, you know, if my son is having a tantrum and he's upset about something and it's very difficult for me to kind of shed wisdom and try to help him or try to give him some insight to get out of the situation. Right. Or, you know, and so the Holy spirit will obviously thrive more in this peaceful thank thanksgiving environment. If you want mm -hmm. this thankful heart, because you're receptive, you're open, you, your, your mind is focused on the right things. Yes. And so when you're on the negative side, then you're not focused on the godly things anymore, unfortunately. And now I want to share with you guys something that I um, I wrote. Actually, it's part of something I, I wrote. I, I didn't write it, but I shared it in my book here. Uh, the Law of Attraction, Is It for Christians? So in that book, I... I really delve deep into the law of attraction and I analyze it from a scriptural perspective because uh, a few years back I was uh, I was 
hearing from all these teachers and all that i was i was a uh, big time into entrepreneurship and the law of attraction is a is a constant in entrepreneurship whether the, the entrepreneur is non-christian or christian you hear a lot about it and, and i was like what's with, what's with this law of attraction i mean and i and i as a as a uh, an evangel a long term long term i've been an evangelical for a, lo a long time uh i remember when that the, the secret came out it was in 2006 and I had a really bad reaction for that book and I had never read it. That's, that's the honest truth. And, but I, I just, I just dissed it and I just like condemned it and all that. Uh, and the law of attraction that was just new age stuff didn't really exist and all that. Uh, but what I did with this book is I, I actually decided to investigate it scripturally speaking. And lo and behold, I'll, I'll just give you the crux of the book. The book, I realized that, there is a law of attraction and God created it. Okay, so that's the that's the long story short. But I share this in the book, and I'm just gonna share this because I think it's really, really in line with what we, we're teaching. So when we're talking about the words, when Thanksgiving keeps your words in kingdom alignment, here's what I mean. It's uh, the, the late faith uh, teacher, Charles Capps, in his uh, best-selling book, The Tongue, A Creative Force. He explains how and why even unbelievers or those we consider wicked may have tapped into the blessing that unfortunately may even elude some some believers out there. So here's what he wrote, and I thought it was so good. I'm going to read it to you guys, so bear with me. So many times people will start confessing that they will not have enough money to make the payments on their house three months before they are due. They confess lack and the inability to obtain the money several times a day until the day finally arrives. Then they proudly announce through tears of self-pity, See, I told you we couldn't make the payments. We never have enough money to go around. I can't understand why the people next door prosper in their wickedness. Now, if you were to listen to the wicked people next door, you would hear a different confession. Daily, they confess and believe in prosperity. They talk prosperity. They live it. Wicked, yes, but they believe that they will prosper. They build a faith image inside of themselves by the words they speak. Many Christians who hear them think they are bragging when they simply believed in prosperity and practice it. Jesus himself said that the children of the world are wiser than the children of the kingdom. Wicked, yes, but God is no respecter of persons. They have learned the power of words. Many of them don't know what makes it work. They just know it works and they practice it. They know and understand that it is a spiritual law. So I shared this in the book because I was trying to make a point, and I think it's a very powerful point at that. Your words, whether you are a believer or an unbeliever, they will uh, they will go and do a, a, the, the purpose that you sent them with. Yeah. God, you're made in the image of God. God it says in Isaiah, I think it's chapter 55, that God sends his word and he, the, it will accomplish its purpose. Well, guess what? You're made in his image, and your words have power and Jesus said that we will be made accountable for every idle word we speak. Now that is a very hard passage for a lot of us. When you consider 
that passage, it should make you tremble in fear and really want to bridle your tongue because your tongue will, uh, you will eat the fruit of it. You will eat the, the good fruit of it or the bad fruit of it. So better make sure that what you utter is always seasoned with thanksgiving because when you season your words with thanksgiving, guess what? You cannot have negative words. You cannot have negative words when you're in thanksgiving mode. Yeah. And I just want to quickly um, mention this. I had noticed, um, you know, on one side of my family, um, I had an aunt that was very, very wealthy. And um, and a lot of her friends I was acquainted with as well because they all worked with my father. And so I, I knew, like I grew up with that kind of <clears throat> environment, if you want, and went to nice restaurants with these people as I was growing up. And, you know, we celebrated certain events that happened in the in my dad's company. And he was uh, a manager at the time. And, and so his, um, his boss um, was very, very well off. And I got to know her very, very well. And I call her my aunt today, because she's almost my second mother. That's how close I, I was with her. I, and I still am. And, um, I learned a lot by watching her, how she would think, and she's not a believer, but I noticed that there were a lot of things that when I studied entrepreneurship and I studied how people, people successful people think. The mindset, yeah. The, her mindset was very positive and it's, it was always Thanksgiving. And even if, you know, she believed in God in the sense that she believes there's a God, but she didn't give her life to Christ. She was always talking about good about people, and um, she always wanted to bless other people with her money. She had a very generous heart, um, and even and she grew up poor. Okay, so she grew up very very poor. Her parents had nothing. Uh, her husband, her dad was a welder. Her mom was a stay at home mom, and she started uh, at the bottom of a company and and went all the way up. Okay, so she earned her her way to, to riches, if you want. And she always had this thankful menta mentality. I'm thankful for what I have. I'm grateful. I want to bless others. She gave a lot of money away to charities, to, to bless other people, to people around her. And she just really had this mindset that, you know, I'm blessed and I know that I'm going to get more. I know that I can make more. And she never had this scarcity of holding on to and hoarding it. And, and I learned a lot from that. And I looked at others around me that had, uh, that were very successful. And, you know, we always, sometimes we think, you know, uh, rich people are, are evil or they had, they got, they got there through stealing and being conniving or whatever, but that's not the case. And there's things to learn about that. And, you know, the Lord really wants us to have a mentality of blessing others and thankfulness towards him. And that, you know, abundance comes to those that, that believe that they are serving, uh, you know, a, a wonderful king mm -hmm. that wants to bless them. And so I think it's really important that we think about that, you know, how it's, we have to watch our words. And she was somebody that really was careful. She with was her very words. careful. She, she never engaged in conversations that, that had a negative slant. Yeah. And she anytime always, somebody would start saying anything she would negative about the, somebody, she would always she would veer the conversation it. to something else. Yeah. She was always very careful with her words. Very, very positive, upbeat person. Always more like, I will get through this than, oh, woe is us or woe is you guys. Even when we went through our, our difficult time that we spoke about earlier in the, the broadcast, even then she didn't like, uh, she didn't engage in, in pitying us or in, in, she would always like brush it aside and be like, you guys are going to be okay. It's going to be good. You're going to see it's going to get better. 
always positive, always positive. That, yeah, that, everything that, was that always positive. So that's a, an, another lesson. And if you do your own studies and listen to different, um, you know, entrepreneurial stories, you'll see that tends to in, go in line with things. And so that's why we're saying, you know, some of these laws, some of these things that the Lord put into place, he put for all humanity. And that's why uh, all mankind can benefit from these things if they apply um, them well. And obviously we're the, the truly blessed ones when we're saved because, you know, then we fall in our kingdom pur purpose and our kingdom assignment and more blessings come to us. And we have this connection with God that they don't have. But it's it's good to note that those that are positive and watch their words, mm -hmm. you'll notice most successful people are not negative people. It's true. Absolutely. I would say nearly all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, very, very successful ones. Yeah. Number three, number three, Thanksgiving. And we're, we're kind of like, you're going to see there's a connection there. Number three, Thanksgiving keeps you abiding in joy. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jesus gave us the, the the holy spirit gives us joy it's one of the fruit of the spirit joy that's the uh, one of the trademarks of christians is joy and a lot of people have a hard time differentiating between happiness and joy and here's the thing they are very very different see happiness is fleeting happiness is temporary uh, it is even carnal and earthly but joy is everlasting joy is heavenly it's not it's not earth. Uh, it's not um, earthly. It's not carnal. It's spiritual. It's heavenly. And like I said, it's listed as, as the fruit of the spirit. And when you give thanks uh, to God, no matter what your circumstances are, you basically are maintaining that joy. You are uh, keeping yourself abiding in that joy that was given to you. Okay. Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul makes the distinction between happiness and joy in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Here's what he says. So that's Romans 14, uh, verse 17. For the kingdom of God, and now he's talking about the kingdom, is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And, and I love how he puts that because the eating and drinking part Basically, that's what most people would say that that's happiness, eating, drinking, having a nice car, doing a nice trip, having a nice outing. That's happiness. It's temporary. It's fun. It's enjoyable, but it's temporary. See, the yeah. joy he's talking about says it's peace and joy in what? In the Holy Spirit. And again, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So it, it's, it comes from heaven. And Jesus told us this about joy in John 15, 11. He said, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And in John 16, 22, he says, so also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. No one will take your joy from you. So it's a permanent resident in the heart of the Christian, even in the in the midst of turmoil. The thing is, for when a Christian is not experiencing joy, it's because he's not abiding in joy. It's not because he doesn't have joy. Joy is something that's given to you at the moment of salvation through the Holy Spirit. So you need to abide in it. And what often ends up happening is when we're negative, we veer, we, we don't abide, and therefore we experience the, the opposite of joy. Mm -hmm. so, so our joy cannot be taken away. 
but when we fail to maintain it, then we, we, we feel that basically that we're not in joy. And when, like I said earlier, when we're thankful to God, we're, we basically stay positive. Thankful people are positive people. It goes together. So uh, if you want to stay uh, thankful, watch your mind. And this is the advice that's given to us in Philippians 4, 8. You have to mind your thoughts, mind what you think about, and you will abide in joy. And guess what? When you're abiding in joy, you will abound in thanksgiving. These things just follow one another. And Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So the beginning, the, the abiding in joy really is about your thought life, Be, taking every thought captive to Christ and focusing your thoughts on all these things that Paul talks about, whatever is pure, whatever is just, whatever is uh, worthy of praise and commendable. Keep your mind on these things and you, you, will, uh, you will abide in joy because you will have a, a, the right mindset on the right things. Here's what I wrote. I wrote a good, uh, a good little quote here. It's kind of long, but I'll read it to you guys. The practice of shielding your thought life by thinking about good things helps you to develop a thankful heart, which in turn maintains your joy or keeps you abiding in joy. So in short, Thanksgiving is beneficial first to you. It's first a good thing. It's good for your spiritual health and stamina to be thankful. So you're the first person who will benefit from a thankful heart. Yeah, and you know, you can ask the Lord for more joy as well. Um, you know, it's spiritual and the Lord wants to shower, shower us with joy. So there are, there are times, you know, where I felt discouraged about certain uh, situations and um, it really, you know, was affecting my mindset and all that. And I would ask the Lord for strength, for peace, and for joy. And uh, oftentimes he would give me that. He would give me that feeling so that I, I could get through something that was difficult. So you can also ask him um, to give you more joy. Because, to, to, to give, yeah, to give, either give because, you more joy or help you uh, to abide in, in that yeah. joy that the Holy Spirit provides. Exactly. Because sometimes, you know, we're in... Um, the valley, if you want, of, the valley of the shadow of death, of yeah. of what is difficult, and it's difficult sometimes to see. Um, you know, you you know that you're going through this certain thing, and that um, you know it's it's a season and it won't last. But sometimes it's difficult while you're in it. So, um, you know, by asking him for that joy, um, you know, he's going to 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 answer you. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to, and you know, so it's very, you know, people think, well, he's going to change my circumstance and then I'm going to get joy. And then I'm going to be, and, and then I'm going to be happy, happy and then I'm going to be yeah. thankful, but it doesn't really work that way. So it's the other way around, <laughs> you have to change your, your heart and your mind by abiding in joy and abounding in Thanksgiving. And then you're going to start, it's going to change the way you look at things. Mm -hmm. So the same circumstances, you won't look at the yeah, same way. Exactly. And because you don't look at them the same way, lo and behold, you will be in joy. You will be uh, enjoying life instead of, of enduring life. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the Lord was gracious um, and he still is. You know, there's times where things are difficult and, you know, I really feel that he's uplifting me and he's really 
giving me this, this joy and I'm able to see the good things. I'm able to see the good things in my kids and all, all the other things that are going really well in my life. And it's like, he just enlightens all that. And, and it's also the feeling that he gives you where he gives you that peace and that, that joy that everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's really comforting, you know, when things are a bit rocky in your life and to, to ask for those things and he's gracious to answer them. And, you know, there's been times where Sebastian's looked at me and we're both going through, we were both going through certain things and, um, and he'd be like, whoa, like what's got into you? Like, <laughs> how come you're not, you know, I don't know, crying or negative about a certain thing. And uh, so he would see the differences, you know, that would happen into me mentally and, and that would rub on him, right? And him, oh, then course. he would be in a better mood and, and feel it as well. So it's a very powerful thing. It is very powerful. And uh, so we're at number four now, the power of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving keeps you in open communication with God. I know that sounds trivial, but when you give thanks, when you're in a thankful attitude towards the Lord, it's a form of prayer. Yeah. You're in communication with God. And that's a great thing. And here, I have a story. It kind of hit me. It kind of hit me. I'm going to share it with you guys. Uh, it's in Luke 17, verses 11 to 19. So it's a pretty big chunk, but it's a very good story. And I want to share it with you guys. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go and get tested for COVID. No, that is not <laughs> what he said. I'm just joking. <laughs> he said, go show yourselves to the priests, which is a, an odd request because usually they needed to do that once they were healed. So, But he says that to them. So he says that to them. Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, so it's funny because they were digging their ditches. So they all obeyed. The 10 left. He said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And you do that usually only when you're cleansed and they're going to look you up and be like, yeah, you're good to go. Okay. <laughs> so they went. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Isn't it interesting? Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Of course, he knew they were all cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. I just love that story of the one who came back, that one who came back to give thanks. Think about that. That's 10%. That's 90% just went on their merry way and didn't give thanks, didn't come back to give thanks. But this guy, he did. There's a <laughs> there's a popular commercial you might have seen on TV in the, in the 80s and 90s about the Klondike bars. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Ever heard that? You probably did. 
what would you do for a Klondike bar? And in the commercials, they would, they would, it was funny because they would make people do all kinds of things for, to get that Klondike bar. Now, if we were to shift, shift it a little bit, let me ask you a question. It's not what would you do for a Klondike bar, but rather what would you do for an extra word from God? Just one extra word from God. What would you do for an extra word from God? Well, that man, he went back and thanked God. And guess what he got? He got an extra word that the nine others who were out on their merry way didn't get. And here's the kicker about that word that he got. And I find it such a powerful word he got. And, and we, we kind of uh, dismiss it as part of the story. And that's great, you know. But, but we, if, when you think about the impact that might have had on his life. So all 10 got, got healed, but only one came back. And I, as a result, the Lord gave him a hidden gem. He gave him one of the secrets of the kingdom. It's that powerful, the, the word that he got. Jesus told him, your faith has made you well. Because it's true. Remember, when Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests, what did they do? They did say, well, we're not healed yet. Why would we go show ourselves to the priests? Look at me. Look at that hand. They didn't say that. <laughs> they, they, said, they said nothing. They just went. That was faith in action. And Jesus gave him that secret of the kingdom when he came back and he thanked him. The man thanked him. He said, your faith has made you well. Now, we can only surmise, we can only conjecture at this point what that extra word from the lips of Jesus had as an effect on that now healed ex-leper. So while the others were on their merry way, you know, just rejoicing and being that, that they were healed, they maybe thought this whole time that it was only the power of Jesus that healed them. But this one who came back, he was told, your faith has made you well. Now, how did, how did his life change after that? Because maybe he started thinking, well, wait a minute. If my faith made me well, is it possible that my faith may oh, make my ailing grandmother well, help my struggling business get better, do this and do that. See what I'm, where I'm going with this? This extra word that he got because he came back to give thanks. And that's what giving thanks, that's what us staying in thanksgiving mode does. We get an extra word. Why? Because we're communicating with heaven when we give thanks. So you're going to get the extra words. You're going to get the, you're going to yeah. get more access to the secrets of the kingdom. And I thought that was great. And it, it reminds me, see, nine out of 10, nine out of 10 didn't give thanks. And this is not a, oh, this was just that group. No, this is a pretty accurate yeah. depiction of a lot of people. A lot of people do not have a thankful heart. And I, I'll, I'll tell, give you a story, a personal story. When I uh, wrote Lead Like a Superhero, I, wa I wanted to market the book, get the book out there, get it known. So I engaged in a lot of, you remember, Liz, uh, book giveaways, book giveaways. So I would go on Goodreads, I would go on Amazon, and I would give away the book for free, requesting only a review. 
from those who got it. If, if they liked the book, I said, I wrote them a, a note when I, I shipped the book. If you like the book, make sure you leave a review on Amazon, a positive review. That, that'd be great. And maybe they all hated the book. I don't know. But, I'm gonna, <laughs> but I gave over 20 books that way. And uh, I got to tell you, I got not one review out of those 20 books that I gave away. Not one person gave a review. And not even not one said thanks. Not one, one wrote a personal message on, on my Facebook page or whatever to say, hey, thanks for the book. I got it today. I'm enjoying it. Nothing. Not nada. So I'm telling you this to make a point that the 9 out of 10 is a pretty accurate description. See, me, it was a, a 20 out of 20 that, that didn't show any thankfulness for the free book. So I'm just saying that it is normal. It's a general rule. And another thing that we uh, we could point out is, generally speaking, on Thanksgiving, uh, the normal, the 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 uh, uh, the average Canadian or American prefers watching football than giving thanks to God. That is also a reality. They prefer sitting and enjoying their family and, and fattening themselves up with turkey and pie than actually really thanking God for everything that they have. Yeah. See, we call it Thanksgiving, but not many people give thanks on Thanksgiving. What I what and I they do and when and when they do, I'm sorry, Liz. Yeah. I'll just, no, just hold okay. that thought. <laughs> and when they do, they give thanks to whatever. Like I'm thankful for. Who are you thankful to? Yeah, you're thankful for your family, your health, your turkey, your football game, but who are you thankful to? And a lot of people say, I'm thankful for you're thankful. Really? To who? Usually because you can't. Usually when you say thank you, it's to somebody. I mean, I, maybe I'm stupid, but when I say thank you, it's to someone. Yeah. And um, uh, I have a few things I want to say. Go ahead, um, sweetie. I've been talking a long time. No, well, while you were talking, there's a few things that popped up. Um, I have children. And we both have children. And what we've noticed is that uh, with our kids, what we like to do is a box, we call it the box of blessings. And basically, we like to write um, different things that the Lord answered during the year that we're thankful for. And the kids participate in that. So anytime they're thankful for something, we'll remind them to go write it on a little piece of paper. Then they they fold it and put it in that box of blessings. And it's really fun at the uh, at Thanksgiving to open up those blessings because um, unless you have like a harvest or a blessings journal where you write all of these blessings down, you're going to lose track of them. You're going to forget because the year is kind of long, right? And so for the for the kids, it was really a good idea because um, it really helped them to keep track of all the blessings because kids forget easily yeah. all the things that God answers for them. Um, you know. They have childlike faith to believe in something and they believe that God's going to answer. And when he does, they're super happy. They're thankful, but they tend to forget as well. They live in the moment. Yeah, they live in the do. moment. So it's really cool because then they look at all these blessings and like, wow, you know, God answered all these blessings. And so we put our blessings, like we put our our uh, harvest and our blessings into that, all the different things down, that we read them down the on little Lord. papers. And then we, we go in that box of blessings and we take them out and read them one at a time. And it's a really, it's a great rec recollection of what happened during the year. All the good yeah, things, all the, all the great good things stuff that, that God did for us as favor, as grace, as his love manifested in our lives. And yeah. it's, it's a good uh, time to share. And to I, also, I think it leaves 
um, indelible memories in their minds and hearts. As they, they're going to grow up with that and, and they, they're going to see that, hey, their parents really were thankful to God. And that that's something that I think, I'm hoping, it's going to stay with them a long time. Yeah, so it's a really nice tradition. It's a really nice thing to do at Thanksgiving and also get, makes us... Uh, you know, really remember all those um, moments that, that we were really, really thankful for different things that happened and uh, to have uh, even more to pray about around the table. So it, it allows them to participate in that. And so I just want to give you guys that idea. There's also um, what I've started doing is we started the seed journal a while back where we write our prayers. So it's some people call it a prayer journal. And now we have like a harvest or a blessing journal, a harvest journal. So yeah. it helps you to keep track of everything you're praying for and everything that the Lord answers, because, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, I remember I prayed for that and I forgot to write, you know, he answered that. And so it, it's, it keeps track of both things and it's fun because then you have all these stories that you remember. Oh yeah, I remember this. And so oftentimes you'll mention these stories to other un unbelievers and that will, you know, really get them to thinking about God and, and how wonderful he is and stuff. And the other thing is, um, you know, a lot of believers sometimes, um, they'll, so two things happen. So either they dismiss that it was really God that answered a certain prayer. So sometimes, you know, you're praying for something and then the devil kind of puts this little doubt in your head. Well, yeah, you think it's God, but maybe it's not God. It maybe it's circumstance a certain or... circumstance that, you know, uh, did and, you know, did this event or made this happen or gave you this extra money or whatever. And so it's really important to not uh, let the devil rob the Lord of his, mm. of that blessing, of his glory, of, of his glory yeah. because he does it for his glory. And, you know, it comes like blessings come through all kinds of forms. You know, he can use a government to bless you. He can use a um, family member to bless you. So, so for example, um, you know, for us, uh, the Lord blessed us in a really mighty way. Um, not that long ago, you know, we, we were faced with this situation. Do we homeschool our kids? Do we not homeschool our kids? And we decided to do it because the Lord led us to this conviction that, uh, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty and things that were going to happen in this year. And we just felt more comfortable if we had them at home and we're going to teach them uh, at home. So we, we got a Christian program and it was quite co costly to have all the books and the whole program. But I chose that program because it was the simplest to follow for me to, to teach and all that because I'm not a professional teacher. So <laughs> I wanted a good curriculum. So we chose something that was that was very good and that was godly and that was going to teach them values at the same time of teaching yeah. them math, science and all that. So we knew it. We really felt this conviction that it was the Lord pressing us to do this. So we we didn't have the money. We had to borrow the money, um, you know, put it on a credit card and we prayed over it. And we asked the Lord, we said, look, uh, we said, Lord, we believe it. We believe this idea that to this... homeschool them is from you. Yeah. So please reimburse us for this amount that we're putting forth uh, on their schooling. Exactly. And so and we, we prayed about it and we really felt confident that the Lord, it was really the Lord's will and that he was going to answer. We really had the faith for it. And um, and I, I ended up talking to my dad um, about a month later. I had already purchased the books. I had already bought everything. And uh, I talked to my dad about it. 
And so he said, oh, well, you know, I think it's a really good decision since all the circumstances of everything that's going on, blah, blah, blah. And so he says, um, that's, that's really great and all that. And we, he hangs up. And then I talk and I don't like, I have a good relationship with my dad today. Like we're, we're on speaking terms and, you know, we've reconciled a lot of our differences and this, that, and we, and we, we love each other and all that, but we don't, we're not the kind of, it's not the kind of relationship where we call each other every week to catch up. We're not that close. So we don't talk that much, right. That mm -hmm. often. So, so time went by and uh, then we ended up talking again about that, uh, about homeschooling and stuff. And he says, so what did you decide you did? Okay. So you decide to buy the books and this and that, and we were just chit chatting and stuff. And he says, well, you know what he says, I would really like to pay for one of the children. So he said, I'd like to give, uh, a, 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 it was a, a big chunk. He said, I'd like to give a, a big amount to so for was, one of the it children. It was a third of the, the amount we had dispersed, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and then after like we hung up and we're super happy about that. And then he had sent us an email and he said um, that he wanted to help out. And he said, you know what? I'd like to help out with a second child. And all this time we've been praying for favor. Like we've been praying um, over our general lives, you know, Lord, please, um, you know, grant us favor over, you know, our finances over this, over that. Like we really believe that it's a prayer that every believer should do to ask God's favor over different aspects of their lives. Right. And so anyway, to make a long story short, um, next thing, you know, um, his wife, which is my a stepmom, because my mom passed away years ago, he got remarried and they've been married uh, for quite a few years now. She hears that, you know, I'm homeschooling and decided to, to take this adventure. <laughs> and uh, she, was, she, she was touched in her and, heart to see what we were the sacrifices we were doing for our, ki our kids. Yeah. And she says, you know what, I want to sponsor a kid too. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to pitch him. Yeah. And, it and so we up found out later that they both were discussing it in the background and they both uh, were in agreement to, to help pay for the three kids, you know? So she wanted to give it a big portion. He wanted to pay. And uh, anyway, the whole thing worked out that all the three kids were paid for and we didn't have to spend any money. Everything was, was paid for. And so, so we, this is where I'm going with this. A lot of people would say, yeah, well, that's not God. That could just be your mom, you know, your mother-in-law and your dad chit-chatting together that, you know, would want to bless you because you're doing the right thing. Well, I can tell you for sure it's not because my, my dad is, you know, not the richest person. They really do not have that kind of money. Um, and I know that it's been God's answered prayer. I know it's God's favor. Um, because this is not something that normally, uh, you know, they're good, they're good grandparents, but they don't have the means to, to do that. So it's really the Lord, you know, working this in our favor, uh, working their hearts in a certain way. They, you know, maybe even had to do some sacrifices and other things to help us out. So I know that it's really, really of God. So I share this with you because it's easy for the devil to say, you know, um, Oh, it was, you know, just your dad being nice to you and yeah. whatnot. And then guess what you're going to do? You're not going to talk to anybody about it because you're going to say, well, my dad did this for me. But in reality, it's your heavenly, heavenly father that worked all this on your behalf, that spoke to the heart of your earthly father. 
you know, and your earthly stepmother in this yeah. case, you know? So I knew it was from God. I knew if, uh, without a shadow of a doubt that it was really God's doing how he worked in their hearts. And it just, it's a powerful testimony and we're so blessed. And the kids were so happy when they, they found were, us yeah. out. Um, the, the kids were so excited because they felt like, wow, you know, my dad, uh, like they're pappy and uh, there are my stepmom really cares about them and really wants them to succeed this year. And they had just wonderful uh, praise and, and gratitude towards this. And, and always share with your kids the goodness of God in the slight, the smallest stuff where God, where, where, where heaven and God manifest and shows up in a mighty way. Make sure you tell your kids about it because it stays with them. It has such an impact. It's like a seed that you're planting in their, their heart, seeds of faith. Yeah. And they grow up remembering these things and it stays with them. And it creates such a, a powerful foundation for, for the gospel when you actually, when they're old enough to, to understand it and, and, and heed it and say, yeah, I want to, I want to follow God. I want the Lord to be my Lord. I want your God to be my God. Like Ruth, yeah. Ruth said to Naomi, I, I want, What's your God to be my God? I'm going to follow you. Yeah. We share um, a lot of our prayers, a lot of things that we're believing God for. Uh, we thank, we thank at the table for them in advance so that they're part of this, so that they're reminded of this, of what we're um, asking God, what we're believing God for. So once we've asked, we're praying and we're believing for that. Um, I share that in my, uh, in the podcast episode, God's Favor, mm. uh, you can go check that out at thrivingonpurpose.com. I did a, a long teaching about that, how God blessed us um, with, in, our dog. With, our, with our puppy during COVID situation that was pr practically impossible. And I break it down and show and explain everything that God showed me, everything that he taught me through that experience so that you can apply those uh, principles, those lessons to your life and uh, see God's favor upon your life. Amen. And now we reach point number five of the power of Thanksgiving, the power of Thanksgiving. Number five, Thanksgiving unleashes the miraculous. Well, what you just saw was a good testimony of that. The Bible, as you know, tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it reads, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah. And because why God knows that it's for our own good. It's 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 gonna help us if we're able to develop that habit, because it is a habit to develop, to give thanks in all circumstances. And it's not easy because our human nature goes against the grain of that. That that's heaven's um way of life and our human nature is, is is carnal so it goes against that so it takes a lot of uh training and retraining your mind and your brain rewiring your your set of thoughts and reactions to develop that and to be honest i i'm not there yet i i still have a long way to go but i want to share this with you because i think it's so important and that speaking of sharing i think the most extreme story that i've ever read about giving thanks in all circumstances comes from Corey Ten Boom. You might have heard of her. 
She was uh, a woman who uh, tried to help uh, the Jews who were persecuted in Nazi Germany in the Second World War, and she she hid them. And but she ended up uh, through all that. She ended up herself getting a taste of uh, the uh, concentration camps. So she was uh, captured and sent to a concentration camp along with her sister Betsy. And the story that I read was really like a, an extreme case of being able to give thanks in all circumstances. So they get to the barracks uh, for the women, where the women, where she was going to reside with the other prisoner uh, camp prisoners, women, and they were they had like uh, superimposed beds, like I think it was three, one, two, and three, and lot long. It was long, so there was a lot of people in one barrack, and. When they got there, she says that she saw her sister praying and she heard her giving thanks. So her, her sister was Betsy and uh, Corey was, was overwhelmed with uh, anguish as any one of us would be, right? I mean, she was looking at the situation and going like, how are we ever going to do this? Like, how can we live through this? How can we endure this and she she turned to her sister and her sister who was in prayer prayer mode she said uh Corey, we need to be thankful in all circumstances and as she said that uh they noticed that that something was was itching them biting them on on their legs and Corey went like oh no it's fleas so the place was swarming with fleas and she turned to Betsy and she says, Betsy, it's fleas, it's fleas. This is insanity. How can we, how can we ever be thankful in the circumstances? And, uh, and her sister says, we have to be thankful nonetheless. And she even went as far as saying to her sister, Corey, we need to be thankful even for the fleas. And I, and I know it sounds crazy because when I read the stories, I was like, this is nuts. Being thankful for fleas. This is this is pushing it a little bit. Come on now. Let's not don't, be over spiritual yes, here. I don't okay? know that I'd be able to do that. <laughs> Let's not be over spiritual here. You can thank God in all circumstances. I thank you, Lord, that I still have hair in my lungs and that I'm not dead yet. Okay, there you go. There's my prayer. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not gonna thank him for fleas. See, that's where I'm at. But 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 she's like, we need to thank God even for the fleas. And Corey had the exact reaction. I, I just show you guys. Like she was like, whoa, sister, you nuts? Drink a little too much fluoride? What's going on with your brain here? Uh, so she wasn't on par at all with her sister. But her sister kept, uh, she kept to her uh, conviction that she, they needed to be thankful in all things, even for the fleas. And what they did is they, they began... A, you know, they, they got settled in. And uh, although it was very difficult circumstances, they started uh, sharing the gospel with the other prisoners, reading the Bible, you know, with the, the little bit of light they had, they, they read from their Bibles to the other prisoners. And uh, they were able to pray with them. And one thing was weird is that they noticed that they, they weren't being bothered by the guards, like day in, day out. They were able within their barracks to share the gospel, pray, read the Bible freely. Because uh, Corey had brought a little tiny Bible she held, held in her coat pocket and it wasn't taken from her. 
So it was very strange. And one day, Corey goes to, to, to work, I don't know, outside, outside the, the barracks. She comes back in, and I think Betsy had said that in the story, Betsy was, was not feeling well. She was kind of on her bed. And she goes to see Betsy, and Betsy has a huge grin. It's like, like, what got into you? Like, what's going on? Why are you? And Betsy goes like, I think I figured out why we are so uh, at ease to share the gospel and to pray of the prisoner, and we're not being bothered by the guards, like ever. So Corey says, okay, I'm listening. She says, it's the fleas. They won't come in our barracks because there's too many fleas. It's too much for them. They can't handle it. They hate it. And then Corey went like, whoa. So you see the miracle here is amazing by being thankful even for something as blood-sucking as fleas god turned this into an advantage where they could be left alone mm -hmm. they were not being abused overly in their barracks they were being left alone and they not only that but they were able to share the gospel and in the process who knows how many people turned to christ or, or were given hope in the midst of dire circumstances. So that story holds a very, very big lesson that even the worst things that could be happening in your life, if you're able to thank God in all circumstances. See, the verse doesn't say be thankful to God for all the bad in your circumstances, but to thank God amidst the circumstances. That's where I think she took it a step further but it was good for her. It blessed them uh, because she was able to take it a step further and to thank God even for the blood-sucking parasites. There was favor that showed up in the midst of the most unreal circumstances. And it, it helped not only them, but everybody who was with them. Absolutely. So it basically <laughs> unleashes, Thanksgiving unleashes the miraculous. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, as you were saying this, um, the Holy Spirit was showing me um, something that I've learned and that I think that is uh, very, very powerful is that when you ask for something, um, you have a need or uh, there's something that, you know, needs to change in your life and you, uh, you, you request or you ask the Lord, it's really important to afterwards you know, once you've asked, you really believe. You have to be in that faith mode where you 100% believe that when you ask, it is done and that he's answered your prayers. Even if you don't see it manifest, even if you don't see it happen, you really have to be 100% in belief. If you're not, then you're not in faith for that prayer. Well, because you, okay? you can pray in faith, but it doesn't mean you're going to stay in faith. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing. The, the devil comes, swoops in after, right? Uh, after the prayer of faith, oftentimes to kind of like whisper in your ear, it's not happening. Yeah. I don't see it. Do you see it? See, it's not working. So he's going to do that to you yeah. so that you you start doubting. And you, you, you basically, when you plant a seed, you never go and unearth it to see if it's growing, right? Because that would destroy the whole process. Well, that's the same with prayer. <laughs> exactly. And so it's really, really important that um, 
ideally, you know, we don't go and ask and ask and ask for the same prayer over and over again, because then we're kind of saying to God, well, I didn't, you know, I don't believe you heard me the first time, or I don't believe you, you did it, or you hear me because it's not manifesting. So what I tend to do and what the Lord has shown me is to really be in thanksgiving mode yes. after you've asked. Amen. And we practice that with our children. You thank in advance. You thank in advance for what is happening. What you don't see that he's work, you know, he's working on your behalf and he's doing mighty things. And you have to stay in that thanksgiving and praise for what is coming, for what Amen. is go going to happen. And sometimes it's very difficult because we don't see it. But when you understand that there's a lot happening in the spiritual realm on your behalf, then it helps you stay more patient. And, you know, it helps you be in that praise mode because, you know, it's coming. So sometimes we look at each other, we go, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Get ready, get ready, get, get ready. ready. Get ready, get ready, get <laughs> ready. Or like we'll pray with the kids and, you know, like Marissa, sometimes I'll pray with her and. So then the next night she'll want to repray the same thing, right? Because she didn't see it manifest, whatever it is she asked for. So right away I'll stop her and I'll say, okay, Marissa, we prayed for this yesterday and we, we believe that the Lord has answered our prayers. He's faithful. He's not deaf. He understands everything we asked and him. So now we have to praise him and thank him for what's going to happen, for what's going to happen, for the wonderful things that he's doing. So, you know, Lord, I bless you. I thank you, Father. I'm so thankful for what you're doing on our behalf. You know, um, like, what else can I say? Because um, I'd have to use an example. Like, okay, so for example, when I, I really, really wanted high, like, very high speed internet okay because we have fiber up we have fiber high up. speed that's considered high speed but it's turtle speed it's like regular speed everywhere else because we live in the country and um that's crap speed is yeah so they call it high speed on paper but it's really regular speed and it's very very slow it takes us about like you know a, a podcast video that we do would take us a whole all, night to upload all night. like YouTube. like this this now is like we're an hour and 10 minutes long if I were to upload this on YouTube, it would take all night. And I know because I've done it. And, and thank goodness for StreamYard, which streams it yeah. now. But um, before I had to upload it, it took about 10 to 12 hours to upload that type of video on YouTube. Yeah. So we obviously got fed up of waiting. So we'd start our video at the end of the 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 day when we'd go to bed yeah. and we'd leave the computer open and everything open so that it would load all night. And even sometimes when we woke up, sometimes it would fail, it would fail and we had to start over the next night. <laughs> so it's actually a miracle that there's like what 160 videos on our YouTube channel yes. to show you how persistent we were. We, we've been, we've been, uh, yeah, we've been patient. Okay. So basically what I was doing, I was interceding and praying for a fiber op, you know, something to come in our area that would be super, super fast. Okay. So real high speeds. So this is the kind of prayer that I did. Okay. So I say, Lord, I said, Father God, I said, um, you know, I, I'm your kingdom ambassador. I'm your kingdom citizen. Um, as you know, we are doing thriving on purpose, this ministry, like you've asked us to do. Um, and we're having difficulty with our internet. We're having technical issues. This is very difficult. Like everything that I did on the website was would take forever to 
to do because everything was so slow turning, turning and buffering. And it would just so take me it's forever. hindering our efficiency for the kingdom. Exactly. Basically, that's what she said to the Lord. Look, like, this is hindering our efficiency for our assignment that you gave us. And I believe that you want us to work in our full capacity, that you want thriving on purpose to thrive. And I said, and I asked him uh, very politely and nicely, I said, Lord, we need an upgrade. Thriving on purpose needs an upgrade. Um, you know, we are in our, we, we work from home. We are in this home and we need fiber op. We need ultra high speed internet um, on our street. We needed to, to show up in our home so that our kingdom business can start um, sharing the gospel. And we had also, when I started praying for this a couple of months ago, we had started doing broadcasts. So we were invited to talk to other people about kingdom, about our you know, faith and, and gospel teachings and all that. So we knew that the Lord was also wanting to amplify this for us, right? So we knew he wanted he wanted to bless this ministry. And so I knew that by asking him this, this wasn't like a crazy want. This was something that I knew he would bless. So I had the faith for it and I asked him and, and, and I did it in that way. So I'm, I'm asking him as a kingdom ambassador, as a kingdom citizen, um, if he would bless this ministry that I know that he wants to flourish. And so I asked also that he would um, send angels to work on our behalf so that he'd mm -hmm. send angels to work on our behalf for whatever needs to take place to take place so that the Internet um, would, would be would, available, would be in, available our in our area. Locality, yeah. okay, so we live in a country area where we can't even get a pizza delivered to our home. Now we are not super far from the the, the main city, but uh, that's the way the island works here in Prince Edward Island is that everything outside of Charlottetown is considered countryside and you don't have services. You don't get pizza, you don't get anything delivered to you. It's very sad, everything, it's very, very sad. <laughs> every, you have to go out and get whatever you want, okay? No fried chicken, so, pizza. <laughs> so basically we have phone and we have basic internet and that's it, okay? Don't ask for more, you're in the country. So for six years that we lived here, that was the situation. Every time I'd call, every year I'd call Bell Alliance, they would always tell me, no, no. They told me one year, they said, we, we, put, we put your name on a waiting list. So if ever in the future, Bell wants to lose money and come and install fiber up in your region will give you a call so basically it told me so like basically it wasn't yeah. in their plan there's not enough people on the outside of charlottetown to bother wasting money so our tower that gives us internet is really 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 far and serves a bunch of people so you know if you're trying to watch tv let's say you're you're watching you're trying to stream tv it's challenging it buffers and buffers and yeah it's a bunch of headache anyway so so i prayed this and guess what i did after I started thanking the Lord. I started thanking him in advance for the angels that he was putting on this assignment. I started thanking him in advance for, um, you know, the fiber op that was coming my way. I started thanking. And, you know, I even when they put when I saw signs appear on our street for fiber op, I called the guy. They put the number. I called the guy asking him. Is this like a dream? This is actually happening. Is this really like, happening? This is happening on my street. Like when, you yeah, know? Well, he said, actually, he said, well, not quite yet on your street. So he said, what can we do? If we go distribute flyers to our neighbors saying that Fiber Rock is 
fiber op is available close by. Would that help? He said, sure, whatever. So we made flyers yeah. and we went to distribute them all on our street because we wanted to have enough people that would be like, yeah, we're interested. We want high-speed internet. Yeah. So I would touch base and I would just pray. I would just intercede for whatever it is that he was needing to happen for it to happen on our street. There you go. I would keep on praying. Digging your ditches. Yes. Exactly. And so it's very important to be specific, you know, in your prayers and, and to... So I, I wasn't praying to the Lord, please give me internet. Please give me internet. That's not the kind of no, prayer she, I was doing. She came, she came boldly to the throne of grace because she she knows that what we're doing is uh, impactful for the kingdom. It's it's our assignment. It's what God asks us to do. And wherever whoever he calls, he equips. So yeah. right now we were badly equipped. And we, we asked, we said, look, you, you called us. Here we are. We're doing it, and we, but now, please, and provide we, the equipment. Yeah, and we want to save time, right? And the Lord wants to, efficiency, to right? bless our time so that we can be efficient and do other things with our time. And if it takes forever to get simple things done, then that's not using our time uh, in, a, in a wise way. So all this to say is that I was in Thanksgiving mode until it manifested. Mm -hmm. And then when I called and they told me, yes, it's available in your area, we praise God, we praise God, we praise God. We're so excited. We're going to have that. We're even more in Thanksgiving. We're going to have that installed this Saturday. Yeah. Um, and we're so thankful. And so it was really fun for the kids to, you know, they saw that we were praying for this. They saw we were thanking God for this. We were very verbal about thanking God for this. And also now they, they see that it's happening on Saturday and they're going to experience, wow, you know, finally streaming that makes sense here. Yeah. So so they're going to benefit from that. So it's really good to implicate your kids in all of this as well so that they can see when the Lord answers these prayers, how powerful they it is and that, that God is there. Like he's not, you know, sometimes kids think that because they can't see him, they not that they doubt that he isn't there, but it, it it's not as real, you know. And so when they see him answering, they're like, wow, you know, he's really listening. So your kids, you're going to see their prayers are going to change too and how they ask for things just, uh, just because they oldest, really believe that it's going to I've happen. It's just my oldest, Jason, the way he prays. Mm -hmm. I've seen a, an evolution in the way he prays and yeah. expresses himself uh, towards God. And it's a wonderful thing. So yeah, yeah, I love that story. I love I love how it, it's taking place and how exciting it is. And we're going to have a lot to be thankful for this year. I'm hoping it's going to be the same for you guys. I hope that uh, if you're Canadians and you're celebrating this weekend, that you're going to have a lot to be thankful for. But if you're a fellow Americans and uh, come November, yeah. I'm hoping that you too are going are to understand that uh, we, we need to be thankful to God in all circumstances. Um, it's, we are in more trying circumstances than ever. Let's be honest. I mean, it's not, it's, we're not in the barracks uh, in World War II in a concentration camp. But we are still, for many of us, it's it's been a tough year. It's been a difficult time. And it might be harder for some of you to find, find it in your hearts to be thankful. But I urge you and I exhort you and I encourage you to uh, find whatever you can to be thankful. Start with what you can. If it has to be the air in your lungs or the water in your glass, thank him for that. If, if, you, if you have to start small, start small. That's fine. But start, start developing yeah. that that habit of always thanking God in every circumstance, and you're going to see miracles happen.
Yeah, and you know, for some of you that may have lost your job through this, um, you know, ordeal with COVID, or maybe you're going through something else, once you've asked, just remember, you know, to, to be always focused on what's coming. You know, you don't see it in the physical realm, but it's coming, it's coming. So, you know, expect a miracle. Wake up every morning thinking great things are going to happen. You know, if you need a job, I'm going to I'm going to get a certain job or the Lord is going to open my eyes to what it what it is he wants me to do for him or my kingdom assignment or I'm going to get breakthrough or, you know, whatever it is that you're praying for um, that you thank him that you be in that thankful mode is so important so that it manifests faster, basically, so that it happens. Don't undo um, don't undo your uh, prayer, let's say, in, if you understand it that way. Don't undo it by saying something negative that would go against what you prayed for, basically. Yeah. Always expect more. Always be in expectancy uh, for heaven to manifest in your life. Always, uh, like you, she says, it comes with cultivating thankfulness. Uh, always expect a miracle. Always have this, like a child, always like be like excited about what what is God going to do next? What's he going to do next? I can't wait. This is going to be exciting. Oh, what's he going to do today? You get up in the morning. What's God going to do today? And, and uh, make yourself available to him. So how can I, how can I serve you today, Lord? How do you, what do you need me to do? Guide yeah. me. I'm available. Let's, let's do this. And, I'll, and, you and you're going to see amazing opportunities and all great stuff happen in your life. And you're going to have more opportunities to be thankful. Yeah. And you know, you can also, um, in your thankful journal, you can also write, uh, you know, a few things like five things that you're thankful for uh, before you go to bed, yeah. for example, that, you know, went well in your day. Or you can If wake five up, is too much, start with three. Or you can even do it when you wake up, you know, three things that pop in your head that you're really grateful for, that you're thankful for, and start your day that way. That could be a great way. And um, if you don't know our ministry, you can go to thrivingonpurpose.com. You can get um, all our past episodes. Our podcasts are there, and we're going to be uh, uploading our broadcasts in podcast format for you guys soon. Um, there's also a lot of uh, videos on YouTube if you want to go check that out um, and subscribe. We've got top nuggets. We've got just search Thriving on Purpose on YouTube, and you'll find that. And um, we also have a free resource section. On thrivingonpurpose.com. So if you want to get some free ebooks and good resources to help you in your daily walk with God, you can get that there as well. So is there anything else you want to add? I think that's it. Perfect. So be blessed. And as always, thrive on.